0: And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode.
1: What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers.
0: I'm K. Trevor Wilson.
1: Hey, it's Krista Allen.
0: Hi, this is Rick Mercer. What's
1: up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah!
0: My name is Josh Williams and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 181 for Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? Have you had a great time since the last episode? Since the last time we sat down and spent a little time together? Uh, I got a lot to talk to you guys about this week. I have uh, received my snack box from my pal Angie uh, previous episodes, we've talked about the things that I sent her and what I was getting ready, well, I got my box back filled with Mexican and South Texas treats. I will tell you guys about that. Um, I also, in the spirit of this, uh, you know, trading, trading, uh, treats from where you can't get them. I actually ended up bumping into a buddy of mine. Mmm. Sorry. I just need to wet my whistle. Uh, a friend of mine at Costco while I was there doing the Nespresso tour. And he was telling me about a uh, a goodies box program. There's lots of them online that him and his wife uh, subscribed to. And they suggested it and this and that. And I was like, hey, that's kind of funny because I've been doing this thing. And, well, I ended up subscribing to one. I haven't received anything yet. Um and I'll tell you guys a little bit about that. I've had a bit of a back and forth with them, and I'll uh, tell you about it. I want to get uh, my fillings done. So again, the original reason I went to the dentist was, you know, to get a cleaning and a checkup. And turns out I had cavities, so they did the wisdom teeth removal first. Now I have since got my cavities filled as well. Um, I have talking. T- I have talking. I have talking to. I am good English. Um, I have. Uh, I have talked to SmileDirect uh, again to get my new scans. I actually got a lot of help from a, a woman named Jen from, uh, from Smile Direct, and she was absolutely phenomenal, actually, to do like, a video called her, I'll tell you a little teeny teeny bit about that, I watched Borat 2, whatever the hell it's called, uh, on Amazon Prime, the day it came out, man, did that ever help me pass my work shift, uh, we did a, we did a pack up for Nespresso, well finished for two weeks, um, just did that last night, of course, I'm recording on Tuesday, right in time to get the episode out on time, so Wednesday, October 28th, you will actually have this episode available, amazing. Um, I bought some stuff from Costco online, some specifically some hash brown boxes. I will tell you about that. I'm so happy. I started watching the comedy store documentary. Um... And yeah, and then I'll, I've, I've got a, a K-Book to review for you guys this week. Uh, in fact, I'll actually do a little story time with you, huh? How about that? That'll be fun. we spend spending that time together. So, got my snack box from Angie. Hey, 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 hey. And um, there's all sorts of stuff in it. Um, I'm not going to list everything, but I did do like a little teeny photo shoot here. Yeah, that's right. Sexy snacks. Um, no, I took some pictures of the stuff that she sent me, and I will, uh, I've only tried a few of them so far, but I will tell you guys what I thought of them, uh, what I have tried. Um, and basically, so she sent me a bunch of different things that are popular in South Texas and Mexico. Um, in fact, I'm actually going to try one of the snacks, uh, for you guys here. Um, it's called Takis. Takis, which I know that we can get in Canada. I've actually seen Simon, uh, the little food, uh, guinea pig of a house. Uh, sorry for all the crinkling. It's, uh, Takis. They're like these little rolled up, again, we can get them in Canada. They're like these little rolled up things. And, um, these tackies are hot chili pepper and lime, they're called uh, tortilla chips that are artificially flavored. Um, so, tackies, uh, Angie sent me the fuego uh, flavored ones. Let's see if Siri knows what that is. Hey Siri, what does fuego? F- fox sakes. Well, let's go ahead and turn that off because it won't matter. I don't understand. No, I know you don't. I know. Hey Siri, what does Tiago the fox sex? The fox sex? Search the web for, him? <laughs> for fox sex. That would be funny to say. <laughs> Just, ah, for Fox sex. Um hey Siri, what does Fuego mean?
1: Tierra del Fuego means an island at the southern extremity of South America, separated from the mainland by the Strait of Magellan. Discovered by Ferdinand Magellan in fifteen twenty. It is now divided between Argentina and Chile.
0: What? Um yeah, I didn't ask you what, what that is. Let me uh let me see what I can find here, guys. We're back to the interweb looking for things here. What does Fuego mean? Let's see what it says here. Maybe there's like a, a particular type of spice or whatever. What? Yeah. Yes. I want to spell does, but Fuego fire. There we go. Why? So fire, Fuego, incendiar. So just hot, spicy. Okay. There we go. Fuego tacky. So let's, uh, let's give one of these bastards a try. They're like these little rolled up things. Oh, I got to take a picture of my phone so I can put it on the social media. Just so you guys know what it is that I'm, that I'm trying. I got a picture of the, the the thing and then i'll show you this little little picture here why don't i want to put the, the edge i got the john landis thing haunted house look at that huh huh all from the same episode you'll know little thing of packies. so um anyways yeah so let me let me give one of these uh, fuegos a try all right here we go oh. I'm like an ASMR video now. Okay, I'm gonna do two of them. Oh god, thank god I have a coffee here. Oh. Oh, here's a big bastard. Alright, we're gonna do a hat trick. I know this is gross, listen, I'm sorry. It's. Oh, fuck. Alright, one last one. <laughs> Does it sound like I'm enjoying it? I like the, the crunch. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at how ridiculous it is to just eat it in the mic. I'm aware. Don't think I'm not. Actually, fuck me. Three of them. It took three to get into it. All right. All right. I got into it. Maybe it's like eating pussy, right? <laughs> wow. Wow. Why does everything I do... The most the related, most relatable shit for me is always something foul or horrible. I'm not going for shock value. Just in case you're like, guy ah, you're trying to shock. I'm not. I'm just trying to think of something like... My first thought was like anal. And I'm like, I don't think a person receiving anal is like, ow, ow. Okay, now I'm into it. But, I mean, I, as, as a gentleman, enjoy eating vagina. However, <laughs> as some men know... Sometimes the first lick or two might have had, uh, you know, a little bit of the the dew from the day. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, uh, maybe a girl, she was uh, she was busy that day. She was running around, and it uh, and it shows in the first couple of licks. You know what I mean? Then I think, I, you know what, ladies, I, I wouldn't know personally, but maybe it's the same for your fella. You know what I mean? Like, hey, baby, you know, let's uh, let's fool around in the backseat of the car. Oh, you've been busy today, haven't you? You know what I mean? I Eventually, get it all lubed and scrubbed off with your mouth there. All right, I've made uh i've chewed into the microphone and i've related the taste of these things to uh fellatio and cutting lingus so uh that's what you're in for this week i guess that's the mood i'm in (sighs) but i was like i I was like i couldn't reach for this cup of coffee fast enough let's slurp into the mic too shall we Mm, delicious but i was like two in i'm like i don't like this i don't like this i can't i'm gonna go three deep because it was a big one I was actually just enjoying crunching into your guys' ears and and likely pissing some of you off, but uh, turns out three is the magic number because one of them tasted like um well the first two and probably the third one I'm just starting to feel the burn so it's less taste is it they they they're like little rolled up things and they taste like someone poured uh, ramen ramen seasoning on them that's what they taste like they don't taste like you know nacho cheese or anything like that they taste like someone poured ramen seasoning on on a, a toast a tortilla so um I, I don't i do not like the flavor like i don't know if you guys were, were like me depending on your age or whatever but sometimes like our you know kids used to kids used to come to school and they'd crush up the ramen and you know pour the seasoning on it and They would just eat it raw like crunchy and I didn't like that flavor. It tasted gross. It tasted synthetic. Sorry for all the crinkling of the bags. Um but yeah, I did not like it. So four servings per container. And serving size is one ounce, 28 grams, about 12 pieces, 140 calories. Corn masa flour processed with lime. Interesting. Yeah, so tackies. Interesting. Okay, well they're they're they grow on you, I guess. One, one more for the road, takis, and I'm putting you away. Jesus. Okay. So takis, fuego, muy buen, muy, muy bien, muy bueno. Bueno is good, but you say muy bueno, I don't think so. Mucho bueno. Um. Uh, muchas gracias, Angie. Thank you for sending me these. And as time goes on, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tell you guys more about the stuff that I've had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, just get the shit on my fingers. Because I got to touch books and paper and stuff. One sec. I should have, I, I know I had my water ready. I know I had my coffee ready. I had the snacks and the bags and shit I was going to read. But nothing to wipe, you know, food powder off my hands with. All right. So. We had the Takis Fuego. She also sent me these things called sixlets, and the sixlets were like—they're basically just like like little little M and M's and Smarties, except they're round. So they're like little little balls. They're like little candy balls, but it's just a thin shell with chocolate on the inside. Chocolate tastes a little different. Not bad. It was almost like um, there's nothing off the top of my head that I can think of. But sometimes you get like little little chocolates and things. You know, just. No name stuff, whatever. It's fine. Nothing wrong with it. It just tasted like little, little balls. It was basically just Round Smarties. It's the Mexican version of it. Sixlets. I'm gonna post all this stuff on social media. So when the episode comes out tomorrow, you guys can look at the bag of tackies and that. You can look at the sixlets and see what they looked like. The other stuff that I talk about. So the sixlets were good. She sent me a few packages of those, and I appreciate that. That was very good. She also sent me um this a hot sauce called Ass Blaster. Uh, hot sauce. I have not yet tried it, but I wanted—I can't wait to share the picture with you guys. It comes in a little wooden outhouse, which I think is hilarious. So you open the outhouse and the, the sauce is sitting in there and I took pictures of that. I'll post them as well. And she sent me these things that I guess is like a tra- traditional, um, maybe Mexican, um, I don't know, treat or whatever. I don't really know what to call it, but it's basically these little packages of sugar, salt, and chili all mixed together. And Angie was saying some people will put them, you know, like will actually dump it in their beer. Some people will just, you know, suck on them like a snack. And I, I started teasing her. I, I was calling them Mexican Pixie Sticks. So it's basically just like the sugar salt combo with the chili in it as well. And not like like chili flakes, but like there's just ground chili in it. And I gotta say, so far they're my absolute favorite. Jesus, sorry, little tortillas t- kicking around my throat. Absolute favorite of what I've had so far. Um, so I was like, yeah, next time you send me one double down on these bad boys. They are, they're fantastic. I just love it. And it's just like, it's just, like I said, it's kind of like a Mexican pixie sick. The idea is it's just, you know, sugar, salt, and chili powder. It just mixed together in these little packets, but it's, it's an interesting taste together. I, I really like it. Um, I've only had a couple of them so far. Again, I'll post the picture of what they look like, but super, super tasty. And, uh, from what I've gone through in the box, it looks like that's kind of a recurring theme, like salt and, Tamarind mixed with other things. Um, Very, 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 very good. Um, And finally, what I've tried so far is this snack called uh, Choritos de Mais, which is corn. I don't know what a chorito is, but uh, it's from a company I guess called Botanas La Mayor, and it's called A la Diabla. Uh, Diabla meaning woman, Diablo meaning, de- I, well, I guess <laughs> Diabla meaning woman. I mean the fact that there's an A on the end, being like female devil in Diablo, male devil. Devil. Um, so I had these things. These things were weird because I couldn't even find out really what they were called. It just says corn snacks with chili and lime flavors. They love their lime and chili flavored things for sure. I, I did not taste the lime in these at all. They are pretty fucking intense. Like I can only eat like three or four of them at a time because they are spicy. And I was like, why do they call them Diabla instead of Diablo? And then you look at them and they look like little used tampons. Uh that's <laughs> not worth <of> a lie. <laughs> go to the fucking go to the the podcast on Instagram. That's where I'm. That's the only thing I'm posting right now is on Instagram. I'll try to do the the Twitter and stuff too. But guys, one man podcast on Instagram and you'll see these things here that I'm talking about. But um. Yeah, they look like little used tampons. They're covered in red red dust. I tried those. Very spicy. Um, you know, the heat builds, but like after three or four of them. Um and of course everything's still getting stuck in the holes in my mouth. So every time I'm eating this crunchy shit, it's like it's like they, they make a beeline for the holes and I'm trying to pick the shit out of my holes in my mouth. I don't, I can't, I'd be lying if I said I was feeling like burn, you know what I mean? In the throat, like, oh, these things are going to my holes and then they're burning in my mouth or in the, in the, in the wounds. They're not, it's just shit gets in there. It's a pain in the ass. So I was like reading the ingredients on these and I was like, yeah, I got to read this in the podcast. It's too funny. Um, this is, these are the ingredients for these, uh, a la diabla la mayor, but uh, choritos, de maize whatever these things are, um, ingredients, corn flour, vegetable oil may contain one or more of the following cotton. Okay, I think it means cotton oil, but I've still never heard of cotton oil, uh, soybean and or palm. So soybean oil, I think, or just soybeans, but if there's actual cotton in this, like, yeah, it makes it fluffier. Um, seasoning, iodized salt, um, corn solids, acidulants. I've never heard of an acidulant before, so let's hit this with Siri. Hey Siri, what's an acidulant? For fuck's sakes. Sorry, I have a notification, so I can't get into it. I my boss always seems to know when I'm recording my podcast. It's the only time. Hey Siri, what's an acidulant? She's processing.
1: I found an answer. It's displayed on your iPhone.
0: Being sour to the taste is what it says. Uh, Acidulants, so things I guess that just make it taste sour. Uh, sugar, natural and artificial flavors. Um, hydro, h- Hydrolyzed Vegetable protein Hydrolyzed uh, <laughs> Monosodium glutamate MSG, Red number 40 Vegetable oil, baking soda Silicon dioxide, flavor enhancer Onion, garlic, yellow number 6 Sesame seeds And lacquer red number 40 Great, half of this thing Sounds like it's found in the paint aisle at Home Depot <laughs> Different flavors And numbers And uh, chemicals and shit like that so, that was the ala Diabla. I, uh, I enjoyed it. I had a... Well, it took me like four days to get through a tiny little grab bag of them. Mmm. Mmm. That's the sound of me trying to flush shit out of the uh, holes in my mouth. Oh, worked. Sorry about that, gang. It just fucked up. Everything I eat immediately in the holes, and then I'm like, ugh. I'll really be happy when these things are... Uh, are filled so that's the snacks that i've enjoyed through the snack back uh snack box so far that angie sent me and the uh and it's funny because like i said i i actually um signed up for a goodies box okay a goodies box online and i sent them an email because i was like hey this looks really cool that you know you guys have uh you know the system i go well i've got a podcast i'd love to you know give you some advertisement see if maybe uh maybe you guys want to send me a, a box or something i didn't actually go through all of that with them um, but my thoughts, that's what I do with a lot of my partners. I'm like, Hey, you know what? I got this thing here. It'd be great if, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we'd like to partner, you know, I'm, I'm starting to talk about this stuff here. Maybe, uh, you know, send me a box and maybe I'll give you a review and throw people your way. So I sent them just a, a little thing. Hey guys, it'd be great to chat with you. Yada, yada, yada. They sent me this back. Hey there, Josh. I'm going to read it for you verbatim. Hey there, Josh. I'm sorry to say that we don't currently offer partnerships, sponsorships, collaborations to individuals or companies. You're more than welcome to use blank in your social media. However, we're staunchly against providing sponsorship opportunities in the spirit of not exhibiting favoritism amongst the blank family. If you do post a video about blank, be sure to tag us so we can see it. Hashtag blank. Let me know if you need anything else. Best from Marcus. Uh, who's a, uh, yeah, I won't even say that because you could probably figure out what it was from that. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting to me that they're staunchly against, staunchly, staunchly. Hey Siri, what does staunchly mean? I know what it means, but I want to hear the definition.
1: Staunchly means in a very loyal and committed manner.
0: Yeah, in a very loyal and committed manner. We are staunchly against partnerships, collaborations, and things like that. Um, advertisement is a good thing. So for the sake of sending me a box, you know, to get some free advertisement with my onesies, I don't think that that's a bad thing, but even forget forget me, right? So, you know, if they if you told me, you know, Joe Rogan said, "Hey, I'd love to partner with you. You're going to go." I'm so sorry, Joe Rogan. We are staunchly against any kind of partnership or collaborations or sponsorship just because it wouldn't be fair to the other people amongst our blank family. Um well, I got to tell you this, blank blank Um, I am staunchly against giving you free advertisement when you won't even ask me what my, they didn't even ask me like what I was suggesting. So like I told them I'm not interested in sponsorship. I don't want their money. I'm just interested in a partnership and I would love to tell them some of the ideas I have. They didn't even listen. They're just like, no, we're avidly against it, which I think is horseshit. I don't believe that they're against it. I just don't think they'd like to listen to anybody. If you haven't heard of me already, they're like, well, when I listen to them, I'm like, Hey, you know what? Your thing only costs, you know? x amount of dollars a month which means that you're not you're you know you're paying half of that well, you just send me one for free fuck i'll give it a review i'll hit the code anyways that's what i do with like a lot of my my things there's my secret sauce i reach out and i go hey look i don't want your money i just want to partner with you who's my favorite partners you guys already know dk dk is the bomb diggity i fucking love them love what they do i love how good they are to me mad loyalty back and forth from from dk they're amazing they're absolutely amazing um, and I got to talk with my guy there. We had a conversation over the phone. We built good rapport and we've been, we've been great partners ever since. If they're happy with me, I'm happy with them. And this is, of uh, this thing's just, we're going to let it ride. We're going to let it ride. But these guys didn't even listen to me. So I want to tell you this, and, and, and I don't know if you heard in that email, they're like, go ahead and and use us in your social media, however you're, You know, or or whatever. How are you? We're welcome to however I want to use them in my social media. And if I if I post something, then be sure to tag them in it. That's the advertisement right there. Like they're basically yeah. Go ahead and advertise for us, and tag us and all this shit. Fuck you. Not advertise. I am staunchly against giving away free advertisements. So I will be more than happy to talk about the products, but. You better believe I will never say the name of your company on this podcast because I I'm I'm staunchly against giving away stop for free unless I really like the product. Um, that's not I mean some of you might be like Josh being a bit of a cunt. I I you know what if they had heard me out and said no you know what, I, I would have been a little, I'm like, okay, that's happened and there's actually been other companies that I've reached out to, and they go, yeah, no, we appreciate it, just, just not really our thing, and I get it, it's not ones that advertise, but these guys have, uh, you know, they've got videos online, on YouTube, they've got a ton of different things, you know, that, you know, they've got all these different things that they filmed, and promos, that all costs money, their shit came up in my feed when I was scrolling, all that costs money, so you're putting money out in advertisement, you know, throw it a free box one way, is you're staunchly against it um cool your loss goodies box that's what i'm going to call them goodies box uh what is it an anonymous goodies box um so yeah um but but i did order from them <laughs> i'm still giving them my money i'm just not giving them free advertisement because it looks like what they do is kind of cool and my buddy suggested them um so i've actually ordered they basically will do a different thing from around the world every single month um and i i picked the uh The family box, um, which is what my buddy suggested because you get like 18 to, you know, X amount of, of goodies every month. So kind of like almost every day, you know, after a meal, you can just try one, which is kind of cool, right? If every day you're trying something that's from a different country that you never, you know, never been to or what have you, it's curated. I'm like, that's kind of a cool thing. So, um... They first box that they suggested to well, actually, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm not trying to leave too many breadcrumbs to find this particular company, but anyways, they suggested they're like, based on your, you know, your answers, this is the first box we suggest to you. And then I just looked and I'm like, that's just the next month's box. Like, how lazy is that? So I picked mystery box. I don't know what country it is. Um, so I'll find out. I'll find out. I'll be, uh, I'll be in Kingston. I think when the first box is set to arrive, but. Um, I'm cool with, uh, I'm, I'm having a good time and I'm interested in, uh, I'm interested in what it is. Maybe if, maybe if it sucks, you know, I'll just cancel it. But, um, I'm, I'm kind of cool. This thing that Angie and I have been doing about trading goodies and stuff. Like I'm not eating a lot of this stuff. I've had her box for over a week and I've tried five things. I usually try to try one a day, but like I said, it took me like five days to get through this little bag of treats. Like I'm not snacking like crazy. Um, it's just, it's just a cool little thing to look forward to like, Oh, I'm going to try something new tonight. That's, that's super cool to me. Um, and then speaking of snacking and goodies, hey, I went to the dentist to get fillings. Woo doggy. Um, nothing special. I hate the needle part. Even though I barely feel it, I'm just so worried the whole time that I'm gonna. Um, but the needle was good. He actually had to give me a little bit more um freezing on one side because I was starting to feel some shit when he was when he was grinding away. But um, fillings in, you know. several hundred dollars dropped and uh and then back to action in fact i reached out to um yeah like nothing really to write home about there um the person uh to i would reach out to smile direct because now we're going to do the last uh thing scan maybe we're going to have some new aligners or maybe we're just going to get me the retainer if everything's good to go but i'm going to be doing my um my impressions i actually received the kit today Uh, I spoke with Jen, Jen was looking at, we actually did my first video call with them, and I told them all the stuff that I've gone through, and she was super cool, and she was explaining to me some of what might have happened, she actually was the best person at giving me information and stuff like that, telling me, like, not to take anti-inflammatories, because she's like, having the inflammation actually helps move your teeth, so if you can bear through the pain, it's actually better to let that go, you'll get better results if you let your gums be um, inflamed, I was like, okay, I mean, I don't know that shit, but, but, You know, she was cool about it. Um, So that came. I'm going to send that off before I leave for Kingston tomorrow, which is Wednesday, the day that you guys will get this. Um, That was fun. Super, super fun to be like done with the dentist shit for a while. Um, Cool with Smile Direct. Like to, you know, hopefully this will be the last one. She's like, I'm pretty confident after what I've seen in the notes that I've made that we're going to make sure we get you your teeth exactly the way they need to be. I was like, that's fucking awesome. If that's the case. Um, I watched Borat 2. Um, that was also fun. Um, I was talking about the last episode about Borat just being kinda of like it's basically like seeing how ignorant people are about other countries. Like that's the character basically, like pretending to be this over the top foreigner and then the the humor in the movies comes from you know, are people going to believe that this is an actual person, like in this scenario, that this is a real thing? And a lot of the times they do. So Borat 2 was more of the same in this episode. He's your episode in this um, movie. He's got a daughter with him. So no real. Sp- I'm not going to spoil any of the scenes. These movies are not about the story, guys, before anyone gets upset. If you're like, what's Borat's story? It's not. It's a series of segments where he's doing shit. That's crazy. Or him and his daughter are doing things that are crazy. So I'm not going to ruin any of the segments. Okay, just going throughout the the movie with different things going on, and a lot of them are actually kind of obvious. Like as soon as the scene would start, I was like, ah, okay, they're gonna do that. Um, But some of them caught me real off guard. I found them to be particularly funny. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away any. It's it's certainly it's to me it wasn't as good as Borat. It wasn't as good as Bruno, but it was still funny. Um, More um, toilet type humor. More more dirty words. than cl- clever creativity I have to say which has not always been the case uh with Sasha Baron Cohen but in this case also it felt kind of rough but I know that there's one thing it's right in the trailer where he goes to stay with two like rednecks uh to quarantine for COVID and it was just so funny they're sitting there and they're running their mouths about COVID and I just found this part it was just a line that he says is that I'm here with uh you know It was interesting what these two top American scientists were telling me about. So I just laughed my ass off when he said that because that's basically the way it seems all the time. It's like everyone running their mouth about COVID and what it is and what it's not. It's like, yeah, yeah, you are the top scientists. You guys are the ones that know. You know, listening to Jason in his fucking room telling everybody, you know, what, what they need to do is, and you know, then have someone stand aside and go in and take a test and you do this and then you come out and you call your name and you, it's like everything he says is so fucking stupid. And, uh, anyways, it's just hilarious. And he has the same conversation every day with people. It's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, so Borat 2 was worth watching. There's definitely some, some shocker moments in it, but, uh, I will say that it's a little bit more um, toilet humor than in the first ones that so we're talking like saying dirty words and and a little more shocking sort of toilet stuff than it is um, the not that it was ever super clever. But I liked it when he was, you know, um, when when people, uh, you know, the the humor was that. He, you know, he's a foreigner in his country, they don't have this regular stuff, you know what I mean? So it was just, and to believe that, you know, like in some countries they wouldn't have certain technologies or certain customs or whatever, or, you know, that was, that was pretty funny. Um, And they did the same thing in this one. So, um, I, uh, I bought from Costco. All right. This is just, this is just me being the happiest man in the world. Uh, portion right here is, I bought these, um, these things online and I wasn't sure what they were. I went to go on Costco online. And I was like, yeah, what are these things? And they were like, I clicked on the online grocery sale portion of it. They had these little, mil- I probably told you guys, I, th- I feel like I described this in the podcast before, but I digress. We, they were these little containers. They look like little milk containers, right? little half liter size. I don't know what that converts to in the States, but right. Just these little containers and they're filled with those, like, shredded potatoes. The Like, the only style I can describe that I think universally North Americans will understand is the shredded hash browns at Denny's. And they're, like, exa- exactly like that. So it's just these boxes. And the idea with them is they're all dried out. So you shake it and you can hear it's all dry inside. And what you do is you boil a kettle or heat water, however you want to do it. You add hot water into the container and then close the top for about 12 minutes. You come back, open the container, everything, all the water is gone and the potatoes are all swollen, ready to be fucking cooked. Oh my God. I love, I love home fries. I love hash browns, anything, anything like that. I'm the happiest guy in the world. And I got to have my, my, my shred. I bought a, sorry, six cases of eight packs of these things. So I am so happy. The hash browns are so good. It is exactly what I anticipated. I'm so happy it didn't disappoint. And it makes a lot. So like one of these containers gives you about two servings. So I make them. I put half in the fridge for the next day. And then the other half is uh, I use uh, at at the time. And then, you know, fry that up. Give it a nice crisp on the outside. A little salt. A little ketchup. Oh, happy boy. That's like the only reason I go to Denny's is for those shredded shredded, uh, hash browns. Don't need them anymore. Don't eat them. I don't eat them. Not like I was going there on a the regular anyways, but that was like my favorite thing about Nennies. And now I can do them myself. I hold my own leash. I am a strong independent woman. I love these things. And I'll have to think to take a picture of them just so everyone can see what I'm talking about, the process of these things. But I am so happy to have received these men. Breakfast is, uh, is it's game changer for breakfast. Then we had the Nespresso pack-up. Finished the work. So, I don't know. Yesterday was a bit of a rough day. Um, we were finishing our last day at the uh, Nepean Costco. I, uh, I'm i I'm starting to notice that the... Like, actually... I'm not going to bitch about work. But I'm just noticing that the young pups that I work with are... are they just don't really care that much. And it's funny, too, because I'm, I'm able to fuck around at work and still get a shitload done. Like, a lot of sales and everything like that. And... The thing is I was just thinking about it yesterday, I was like, you know what, it's exactly I'm basically working with young me. You know what I mean? Like so, you know, always joking around, but like not getting the stuff done. So I totally deserve it karmatically to be the only person who, who kind of cares. But it's funny because it's like you can there's so many like you can you can care and do a good job and still fuck around. Um, but this entire week, like every rep has been like complaining that, you know, our boss is like, Hey guys, where's the numbers and what's going on? They're like, why is he, why is he being so mean? It's like, he's not being mean. I'm like, I show up every day and I spend the first five minutes cleaning and organizing and fixing shit that you guys have been standing around for seven hours. And if you're not noticing, like we had things like our, our banner, you know, that we move in and out of our kiosk every day. It's like the French side was showing all day and there's nothing wrong with the French side, but we have the English side facing outwards at this particular location. Well, if you don't notice after six hours, I was even pointing at it to one rep. I'm like, do you see this? And they're like, what? And I'm like, you don't see anything wrong right now. And they're like, I don't they, like, I was, you know, I was, I'm pointing even right at the sign, and they're like, looking around it, like something behind this in the way. and I'm like, it's the French side. They're like, Oh, well like, you know, like people speak French too. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, that's your excuse. The fact that like, you know, oh well, it's too late. Like instead of just being like, oh shit, oh my god, cut! I can't believe. The idea is like when the manager's like, listen, if you're not noticing things this obvious, there's other things you're not noticing, probably customers. In fact, I've been with my reps too. Well, customer walks up and they don't even notice the customer, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know. Anyways, so not bitching about work, but I'm just getting to the point where nobody cares. And then last night we had to do teardown, and the the coworker that I was with, unfortunately, he was so. The way it works is we have these two giant crates, like Indiana Jones wooden crates, that that we put our kiosk. We have a a crew, well, a a guy from a different team that comes in and disassembles the kiosk and puts the two giant pieces in these crates. Well, these crates are stored at Costco while we're there, but they're, like, up on the the thing. So we, we, like, up on the thing, up in the... You know, this the the rafters or whatever, whatever you call them, the skids, the they're not skids, the risers, the scaffolding, whatever they're called. And so we need a Costco employee with a you know a powered forklift to go get them and bring them down. So last night I we were having a hard time getting anyone to to get them. Like we asked politely. Well, oh, sorry, we did not ask politely. I asked politely. And every time I would go, my coworker would come with me and he would just yell the blows, yo, where is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, dude, do not talk to them like that. They have no obligation to get our things for us in any kind of a timely manner. And if you yell at them and shit like that, they're not gonna do it. And then he was in the back where all the forklifts are. We were looking around trying to locate where our crates were so we could ask someone, hey, they're up there, up there if they're someone kindly. And he's on his phone, like, you can't be on your phone. People are yelling, dude, 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 get off your phone here. Dude. He wasn't even listening, paying attention, like didn't realize that you know, people were talking to him. It was just, it was a nightmare. So instead of, you know, having an extra pair of hands to help me get this thing expedite, it was like his, the way he was talking to people, the way he was, he was, uh, comporting himself. Is that a word? Comport. Hey Siri, what does comport mean?
1: This is a rare and formal term conduct oneself behave.
0: Conduct oneself Do you oneself, want to hear behave. the remaining one? Nope. So that is exactly right, right. He wasn't comporting himself properly. I always say words and I'm like, is that really even a word though? Am I right? Am I using this right way? It turns out it was, what do you know? I do have a brain that uh, clangs around in my head properly from time to time. So it was just a giant nightmare. We didn't get out of there until 11 o'clock. Like Costco starts to shut down around eight 30. Um, we asked someone at quarter to nine for the, for the, the crates. We didn't get them till about 10 30. um, so it was a long wait, you know, we were, we were kind of cleaning up some other things, but really it was just like, we can't do anything until these crates come down because, you know, a lot of the stuff that we need to pack shit up is in them. And then, you know, we can't, yeah, it was basically like, like we can't put our shit. And then once we got the crates, we were done in 10 minutes, but it was just like, you know, if we had got them at like nine o'clock, we could have been in there at, you know, 20 after nine, everything clean wrapped, everything like that. So it was just uh really frustrating. And I'm, I'm I guess I'm, I guess I'm growing up a little bit in the sense that like, I'm supposed to be the class clown, right? You guys listen to me. I'm a fucking idiot. But I always say that, like, when the class clown is telling everyone, like, hey, look, we got to work. Please be polite. You know, like, he was just being rude to people, too. Like, yo, we've been here. You know, we asked, like, you know, nine hour and a half ago. Where's our crates? Like, he's just, and he's asking, like, an employee who's, you know, at Costco, they have people who push carts and bring products back. Like, this guy's not warehouse. You know, he's not like the, the, the stock warehouse cart runners and he's like yelling at this guy like what is it? And the guy's like I'm sorry I don't it wouldn't even let him finish like no look I've been waiting like would. like okay dude you can't talk to people like that anyways it was frustrating and I'm not dealing with it right now so I can just move on with my life all right guys I started today today while I was cleaning off my desk getting ready to you know, record the podcast, do my notes, get things ready. I started watching the Comedy Store documentary that's on uh, Showtime. It was made by Showtime, but it's on. Uh, I'm watching it on Crave TV. I'm loving it. I am not going to say a bunch of stuff about it this episode because I'm only an episode and a half in and I... I know I'm gonna keep watching more of it, so there's no point in like starting to talk about a bunch of shit and then just bringing it back up again later. I don't want to spoil a bunch, so I'm gonna finish it. But I'm just I'm saying I'm already an episode and a bit in. You guys gotta fuck with this documentary, man. It's super good. I'm, I'm part of me is even thinking maybe I'll save it for Kingston, and and watch some of it while I'm there. Like if I have downtime and want to watch something, because it's it's good, man. I'm super super excited uh, to keep watching this, and I hope that there's right now there's four episodes on Crave, and I'm really hoping that like there's a lot more to come. Um, done by Mike Binder uh, who's done a lot of great work um, he actually directed Bill Burr's last special The One Paper Tiger that he did in uh, the UK Royal Royal Albert Hall is where I believe he filmed it but um, yeah man great uh, it's a great documentary series so far I'm really enjoying it and it's, it's actually lighting a fire under me to you know work on comedy and stuff which is part of why I'm deciding so this week I'm in Kingston October 28th um, that's my first day, the Wednesday, and then I'll be there next week as well. So I'm in uh, Kingston, Absolute Comedy Kingston, from October 28th to November 7th. And while I'm there, you know, like I said, this documentary, I'm, it's lit a fire under me. So, you know, I'm not bringing the PlayStation. I'm not bringing a lot of fuck around stuff. I'm, I'm planning on, on diving in nose deep being a comic. In fact, um, I've got a three day hiatus: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, where there's no shows. As it stands currently, I'm thinking of staying and just spending those three dark days of shows uh, just writing stand up, doing things, maybe go out in the town and see what's what. But um, I I, I'm I'm looking forward to kind of maybe just putting my head back into comedy for a little bit. It's, uh, you know, it'll be nice to to be doing this. is My first week of shows since before COVID. So I'm rusty as fuck rusty as fuck but I want to do a good job I want everyone to have a great time so I'm really looking forward to this um, I haven't been doing these like rooftop shows or drive-in shows or any of this shit um, but I'm I'm really looking forward to it so uh, absolutecomedy.ca if you're in Kingston if you're in Ottawa or Toronto and you want to make the two hour drive man that would make me feel good but uh but absolute comedy.ca, uh, shows are all socially distanced. Everything is very, I'll be performing behind plexiglass. So, uh, you guys, please, uh, if you're in the area, come check it out. I would love to have you. And with that said, um, this will be the last episode before Halloween. <laughs> it's this Saturday guys. Halloween. I'll be, I'll be at absolute comedy headlining on Halloween and, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. And so, because this is the last episode before Halloween, I wanted to save this book. I am very, very much enjoying it so far. It is John Landis Presents Haunted Houses. Classic stories of doors that should never be opened from the Library of Horror. John Landis, I'll talk about him uh, again a little bit. I may as well, you know what, I'll read this stuff from the book here. So uh, John Landis says, uh, these are places with distinctly checkered pasts where people have died, terrible acts have been committed, and evil has taken hold. These past evils are demanding to assert themselves into the... Uh, sorry... Yeah, okay, these past evils are demanding to assert themselves into the here and now, and that's John Landis. So it's, uh, it's an anthology of classic haunted house ghost stories by Henry James, Edward Bulwer-Lytton, Edgar Allan Poe, Algernon, Blackwood, H.G. Wells, H.P. Lovecraft, uh, Ambrose Bierce, Oscar Wilde, Percival Landon, Bram Stoker, right, the Dracula guy, Charlotte Gelman, M.R. James, Guy de Maupassant, Passante, uh, Laf- Lafcadio, Hearn, and Saki, Saki to me not stupid, um, but yeah, John Landis is a is a cool dude, man. He uh, wrote and directed the movie that has scared that, that scared the shit out of me the most as a kid. Uh, it says filmmaker John Landis has written and directed some of the most popular movies of all time, including National Lampoon's Animal House, The Blues Brothers, Trading Places, Spies Like Us, Three Amigos, Coming to America, and Innocent Blood. But uh, the big one was for me in uh, in eighty one. He wrote and directed an American Werewolf in London um and and how about this uh he was the uh director of Michael Jackson's Thriller video so if you uh, who hasn't seen the Thriller video Michael uh John Landis directed Thriller and he did that in 83 so he he also wrote DK's best-selling book Monsters in the Movies 100 Years of Cinematic Nightmares so dude's got uh dude's got horror unlocked unlocked lock And what I'm going to do this week, I've never done this from DK, book. I've read you guys like a page or something, but I I've started reading this book. I I have not finished it. It's, it's fairly large, but I've read some of the stories in it so far. And I actually saved one of the smaller ones, um, for you guys. So I'm actually, I figured since these are stories and other things that have already been done, I'm not really hurting anything by reading one I didn't I didn't get a chance to ask permission but uh it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission so I've saved one for you some of you guys might know it some of you might not um I don't I'm actually going to be reading it for the first time here on the podcast but it's by H.G. Wells and it's called The Red Room it was first published in 1896 in the Idler magazine so I can assure you said I that it will take a very tangible ghost to frighten me "'and I stood up before the fire with my glass in my hand. "'It is your own choosing,' said the man with the withered arm, "'and glanced at me askance. A sc- a- uh, eight and twenty years,' said I, "'I have lived and never a ghost have I seen as yet.' "'The old woman sat staring hard into the fire, "'her pale eyes wide open. "'Aye,' she broke in, "'and eight and twenty years you have lived "'and never seen the likes of this house, I reckon.' There's a many things to see where one's still but 80 and 20. What? Okay. So maybe I should have had a caveat that some of the shit is old-ass English in terms I don't know. All right. So, eight and 20 years, said I, I have lived and never a ghost have I seen yet. But the old woman sat staring hard into the fire, her pale eyes wide open. Aye, she broke in. And eight and 20 years you have lived and never seen the likes of this house, I reckon. There's a many things to see when one's still but eight and 20. She swayed her head slowly from side to side, a many things to see and sorrow for. I have suspected the old people were trying to enhance the spiritual terrors of their house by their drowning insistence. I put down my empty glass on the table and looked about the room and caught a glimpse of myself abbreviated and broadened to an impossible sturdiness in the queer old mirror at the end of the room. Well, I said, if I see anything tonight, I shall be so much the wiser, for I have come to the business with an open mind. It's your own choosing, said the man with the withered arm once more. It's not, it's not super long, by the way. It's like 10 pages, so you'll have to relax. We're, we're, we're doing this, all right? Skip ahead if you don't want it. I heard the faint sound of a stick and a shambling step on the flags in the passage outside. The door creaked on its hinges as a second old man entered, more bent, more wrinkled, more aged, even than the first. He supported himself by the help of a crutch. His eyes were covered by a shade, and his lower lip half averted, hung pale and pink from its decaying yellow teeth. He made straight for an armchair on the opposite side of the table, sat down clumsily, and began to cough. The man with the withered hand gave the newcomer a short glance of positive dislike. Positive dislike? <laughs> I sure don't fucking like you, buddy. Uh, positive dislike. The old woman took no notice of his arrival, but remained with her eyes fixed steadily on the fire. I said, it's, a, it's your own choosing, said the man with the withered hand, when the coughing had ceased for a while. It's my own choosing, I answered. The man with the shade became aware of my presence for the first time and threw his head back for a moment and sideways to see me. I caught a momentary glimpse of his eyes, small and bright and inflamed. Then he began to cough and sputter again. "Why don't you drink?" said the man with the withered arm, pushing the beer toward him. The man with the shade poured out a glassful, sorry, poured yeah, poured out a glassful with a shaking hand, then splashed half as much again on the on the deal table. Eh. Um, sorry. one sec here? And you go squish fly. There we go. Sorry. See, that's the first murder in this story. I just killed a fly. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's my own choosing. Blah, blah, blah. Sideways to see me. Why don't you drink? Splash it on the deal table. I've never heard of a deal table. Splash it again on the deal table. A monstrous shadow of him crouched upon the wall and mocked his action as he poured the drink. Uh, I must confess... I had scarcely expected these grotesque custodians. There is, to my mind, something in human something crouching and atavistic. I don't know what that means. The human qualities seem to drop from old people insensibly day by day. The three of them made me feel uncomfortable with their gaunt silences, their bent carriages, their evident unfriendliness to me and to one another. And that night, perhaps I was in the mood for uncomfortable impressions, "'I resolved to get away from their vague foreshadowings "'of the evil things upstairs. "'If,' said I, "'you will show me to this haunted room of yours, "'I will make myself comfortable there.' "'The old man with the cough jerked his head back so suddenly "'that it startled me and shot another glance of his red eyes at me "'from out of the darkness under the shade, "'but no one answered me. "'I waited a minute, glancing from one to the other. "'The old woman stared like a dead body, "'glaring into the fire with lacklustre eyes. "'If,' I said a little louder, "'If you will show me to this haunted room of yours, "'I will relieve you from the task of entertaining me.' "'There's a candle on the slab outside the door,' "'said the man with the withered hand, "'looking at my feet as he addressed me. "'But if you go to the red room tonight,' "'this night of all nights,' said the old woman softly, "'you go alone.' "'Very well,' I answered shortly. "'And which way do I go?' "'You go to the passage, sorry, "'you go along the passage for a bit,' said he, "'nodding his head on his shoulder at the door, "'until you come to a spiral staircase.' And on the second landing is a door covered with green bays b a i z bays 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 Go through that and down the long corridor to the end and the red room is on your left up the steps Have I got that right I said and his rep- sorry I said and repeated his directions He corrected me in one particular And you are really going said the man with the shade looking at me again for the third time with that queer unnatural tilting of the face This night of all nights whispered the old woman it is what I came for, I said, and moved towards the door. As I did so, the old man with the shade rose and staggered around the table, so as to be closer to the others and to the fire. At the door I turned and looked at them, and saw they were all close together, dark against the firelight, staring at me over their shoulders, with an intent expression on their ancient faces. Good night, I said, setting the door open. It's your own choosing, said the man with the withered arm. I left the door wide open until the candle was well alight and then I shut them in and walked down the chilly echoing passage I must confess that the oddness of these three old uh, pensioners in whose charge her ladyship had left the castle and the deep toned old-fashioned furniture of the housekeeper's room in what I'm reading this wrong I must confess that the oddness of these three old pensioners In whose charge her ladyship had left the castle and the deep-toned, old-fashioned furniture of the household housekeeper's room, in which they were foregathered, had affected me. Okay, fuck. That was a real long time to get back to the first part of that sentence. That's why it threw me off. Uh, Had affected me curiously, in spite of my effort to keep myself at a matter-of-fact phase. They seemed to belong to another age, an older age, an age where things spiritual were indeed to be feared, when common sense was uncommon. An age, yeah, well, everybody, we're over a hundred years later and it's still uncommon. An age when omens and witches were credible and ghosts beyond denying. Their very existence, thought I, is spectral. The cut of their clothing, fashion-born and dead brains. Their ornaments and conveniences in the room about them even are ghostly. Uh, the thoughts of vanished men, which still haunt rather than participate in the world of today. And the passage, it's weird because they're starting sentences with and and shit, uh, which I thought was the faux pas grammatically, but I'm not an author. And the passage I was in, long and shadowy, with a film of moisture glistening on the wall, was as gaunt and cold as a thing that is dead and rigid. But with an effort, I sent such thoughts to the right about. The long, drafty, subterranean passage was chilly and dusty, and my candle flared and made the shadows cower and quiver the echoes rang up and down the spiral staircase and a shadow came sweeping up after me. And another fled before me into the darkness overhead. Oh, I fucking love that, right? When you're walking and the, the, your shadow is moving. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like forward and, and backwards as the, like one will flip over and the other one will pull up behind. I, I noticed that the most when you're walking in the sunshine. Anyways, just in case anyone's like, what did you say talking about runaway? It's it's your own shadow. It's whatever. The, yeah, here's, this is just as the Josh explains literary stuff. Um, two, 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 long, so we put on a cower and quiver. The echoes rang up and down the spiral staircase and the shadow came sweeping up after me and another fled before me into the darkness overhead. I came to the wide landing and stopped there for a moment, listening to a rustling that I fancied I heard creeping behind me, and then, satisfied of the absolute silence, pushed open the unwilling bayes, covered door, and stood in the silent corridor. The effect was scarcely what I expected, for the moonlight coming in by the great window on the grand staircase picked out everything in vivid black shadow or reticulated silvery illumination. Everything seemed in its proper position. The house might have been deserted on the yesterday instead of twelve months ago. There were candles in the socket of the sconces, and whatever dust had gathered on the carpets or upon the polished flooring was distributed so evenly as to be invisible in my candlelight. A waiting stillness was over everything. I was about to advance and stopped abruptly. A bronze group stood up oh sorry, a bronze group stood upon the landing uh, sorry, I'm trying to figure out what a bronze group. I mean, it's get there, get to the end of the sentence. A bronze group stood upon the landing hidden from me by a corner of the wall, but its shadow fell, marvelous distinctness upon the white paneling, and gave me the impression of someone crouching to waylay me. The thing jumped upon my attention suddenly. I stood rigid for half a moment, perhaps. Then with my hand in the pocket that held the revolver, I advanced only to discover a ganymede and eagle glistening in the moonlight. I don't know what a ganymede and an eagle are. Uh, That incident for a a time restored my nerve and a dim porcelain uh, Chinaman on a boule table whose head rocked as I passed scarcely startled me. Right, was that like a fucking Chinese bobblehead? Is that what it's trying to say? Um. Anyways, sorry guys, I might close my laptop here because it's like messenger, messenger, messenger. Um, the door of the red room and the steps up to it were in a shadowy corner. I moved my candle from side to side in order to see clearly the nature of the recess in which I stood before opening the door. Here it was, thought I, that my predecessor was found and that the memory. Or sorry, and the memory of that story gave me a sudden twinge of apprehension. I glanced over my shoulder at the black Ganymede in the moonlight and opened the door of the Red Room rather hastily, with my face half-turned to the pallid silence of the corridor. I entered, closed the door behind me at once, turned the key I found in the lock within, and stood with the candle held aloft surveying the scene of my vigil, the great Red Room of Lorraine Castle, in which the young Duke had died, or rather in which he had begun his dying, for he had opened the door and fallen headlong down the steps I had just ascended. Uh, that had been the end of his vigil, of his gallant attempt to conquer the ghostly tradition of this place, and never, I thought, had uh, a, a poplexy better served the end ends of superstition. That's a tough one. Uh There were other and older stories that clung to the room, back to the half-incredible beginning of it all, the tale of a timid wife and the tragic end that came to her husband's jest of frightening her. And looking round that huge shadowy room with its black black window bays, its recesses and alcoves, its dusty brown-red hangings and dark gigantic furniture, one could well understand the legends that had sprouted in its black corners. Its germinating darknesses, sorry, it's, it's black corners, it's germinating darknesses. My candle was a little tongue of light in the vastness of the chamber. Its rays filled to pierce the opposite end of the room and left an ocean of dull red mystery and suggestion. Sentinel shadows and watching darknesses beyond its island of light. These sentences were, like, fucking running on, man. It's like it's like the difference between listening to, like, old music and, like, new music. The songs were a lot longer. And now I'm, like, I'm running out of breath before I get to the end of the sentence. I tell you, man, these are long staircases of sentences here. And the stillness of desolation brooded over it all. I must confess, some impalpable quality of that ancient room disturbed me. I tried to fight the feeling down. I resolved to make a, sim- a system, system, systematic... Systematic examination of the place. Okay, let's start the sentence over good because now I got the hiccups and burps and stuff. The goddamn Mexican crackers are popping in my stomach. Um I resolved to make a systematic examination of the place, and so by leaving nothing to the imagination, dispel the fanciful suggestions of the obscurity before they obtained a hold upon me. After satisfying myself of the fascination of the door, I began to walk round the room, peering round each article of furniture, tucking up the valences of the bed and opening its curtains wide. In one place, there was a distinct echo to my footsteps. The noises I made seemed so little that they enhanced rather than broke the silence of the place. I pulled up the blinds and examined the fastenings of the several windows. Uh, Attracted by the fall of a uh, a particle of dust, I leaned forward and looked up the blackness of the wide chimney then trying to preserve my scientific attitude of mind i walked around and began tapping the oak paneling for any secret opening but i desisted before reaching the alcove i saw my face in a mirror white there were two big mirrors in the room each with a pair of sconces bearing candles and on the mantel shelf too were candles and china candlesticks all these i lit one after the other The fire was laid, an unexpected consideration from the old housekeeper, and I lit it. To keep down any disposition to shiver, and when I was burning well, I stood round with my back to it and regarded the room again. I had pulled up a chintz-covered armchair and a table to form a kind of barricade before me. On this I lay my revolver ready to hand. My precise examination had done me a little good, but I still found the remoter darkness of the place and its perfect stillness too stimulating for the imagination the echoing of the stir and crackling of the fire was no sort of comfort to me the shadow in the alcove at the end of the room began to display that undefinable quality of a presence that odd suggestion of a lurking living thing that comes so easily in silence and solitude and to reassure myself i walked with a candle into it and satisfied myself that there was nothing tangible there I stood that candle upon the floor uh, of the alcove, and I left, sorry, and left it in that position. By this time, I was in a state of considerable nervous tension, although, to my reason, there was no adequate cause for my condition. My mind, however, was perfectly clear. I postulated quite unreservedly that nothing supernatural could happen, and to pass the time, I began, st- uh, I began stringing some rhymes together. Uh, in Goldsby. In Goldsby fashion, uh, concerning the original legend of the place. A few I spoke aloud, but the echoes were not pleasant. Uh, the fuck? There's an asterisk in the sentence? What the fuck does that mean? Uh, yeah, it says, a few I spoke aloud, but the echoes were not pleasant. And then an asterisk. For the same reason, I also abandoned after a time. Ton- like, There's no asterisk at the bottom of the page, right? Like, do I have to go to the end of the story or... You know what onesies right in contact at one and tell me why in the right in the middle of a sentence, there would be an asterisk with no, you know, footnote at the bottom, or whatever relating to it. All right. This is a contract. Um, anyways, I'll start the sentence again. I apologize. I'm sorry for the breaks, but a few, I spoke aloud, but the echoes were not pleasant for the same reason. I also abandoned after a time, a conversation with myself upon the impossibility of ghost and haunting. My mind reverted to the three old and distorted people downstairs, and I tried to keep it upon that topic. The somber reds and grays of the room troubled me, even with its seven candles and place were merely dim. Sorry, was, the place was merely dim. The light in the alcove flaring in a draft and the fire flickering kept the shadows and, and penumbra perpetually shifting and stirring in a noiseless flighty dance. Sorry, gang, I'm starting to get a little cold here. I had to turn my fan off. Or maybe it was just getting creepy. So, um, all right, what do we got here? So, uh, boop, 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 conversation with myself, blah, 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 upon that topic. Somber reds, yada, yada, noiseless flighty dance. Okay, casting about for a remedy, I recalled the wax candles I had seen in the corridor, and with a slight effort carrying a candle and leaving the door open, I walked out into the moonlight and presently returned with as many as ten. Oh, candles uh, these I put in the various knickknacks of China with which the room was sparsely adorned and lit and placed them where the shadows had lain deepest some of the floor some in the window uh, recesses arranging and rearranging them until at last my seventeen candles were so placed that not an inch of the room uh, but ha- what that not an inch of the room but had the direct light of at least one of them. Um, yeah, the the way they word things is, you know, a simple time, but, but how did it read apparently? Um, do, do, do at least one of them. It occurred to me that when the ghost came, I could warn him not to trip over them. The room was now quite brightly illuminated. There was something very cheery and reassuring in these little silent streaming flames and to notice their steady, uh, diminution, diminution is what I was going for of length, offered me an occupation and gave me a reassuring sense of the passage of time. Even with that, however, the brooding expectation of the vigil weighed heavily upon me. I stood watching the minute hand of my watch creep towards midnight. Then something happened in the alcove. I did not see the candle go out. I simply turned and saw that the darkness was there, as one might start and see the unexpected presence of a stranger. The black shadow had sprung back to its place. By Jove, I said aloud, recovering from my surprise, That's draft draft a strong one. That drafts a strong one. And taking the matchbox from the table, I walked across the room in a leisurely manner to relight the corner again. My first watch, sorry, my first match would not strike. And as I succeeded with the second, something seemed to blink on the wall before me. I turned my head involuntarily and saw that the two candles on the little table by the fireplace were extinguished. I rose at once to my feet. Odd, I said. Did I do that myself in a flash of absent-mindedness? I walked back, to, I walked back, relit one and as I did so, I saw the candle on the right second, sorry, the right sconce of one of the mirrors wink and go right out. and almost immediately its companion followed it. The flames vanished as if the wick had been suddenly nipped between a finger and thumb, leaving the wick neither glowing nor smoking, but black. While I stood gaping uh, while I stood gaping the candle at the foot of the bed went out. And the shadow seemed to take another step towards me. This won't do, said I. The first one and then another candle on the mantel sh- shelf followed. What's up? I cried with a queer high note getting into my voice somehow.
1: What's up?
0: Uh, <laughs> at the candle on the floor. Yeah, again, at the candle on the, f- the corner of the wardrobe went out. And the one I had relit in the alcove followed. Not as the candle, but at the candle on the corner. Unless it's a typo. Anyways, because some of this is fucking me up, guys. Trying to, I'm trying to read good, but it's not happening. Um, I want to read good. Um, steady on, I said, those candles are wanted, speaking with a half-hysterical uh, facetiousness and scratching away at a match while uh, match the while. For the mantle candlesticks, my hands trembled so much that t- twice I missed the rough paper of the matchbox. As the mantle emerged from darkness again, two candles in the remoter end of the room were, were eclipsed. But with the same match, I also relit the larger mirror candles and those on the floor near the doorway, so that for a moment I seemed to gain on the extinctions. Uh, but then, in a noiseless volley, they vanished. There vanished four lights at once in different corners of the rooms, and I struck another match in quivering haste and stood hesitating. Wh- uh, he- sorry, and stood hesitating whither to take it. Um, It's either terrible editing or just different way of speaking that I don't understand. Anyways, as I stood undecided, an invisible hand seemed to sweep out of the two candles on the table with a cry of terror. I dashed at the alcove, then into the corner and then into the window, relighting three as two, three as two more vanished by the fireplace. And then perceiving a better way, I dropped matches on the iron bound deed box in the corner and caught up the bedroom candlesticks. Bedroom Candlestick. With this, I avoided the delay of striking matches, but for all that the steady processes of extinction went on, and the shadows I feared and fought against returned and crept in upon me. First a step gained on the side of me, then on that. I was now almost frantic with the horror of the coming darkness, and my self-possession deserted me. Um, I leaped panting from candle to candle in a vain struggle against that remorseless advance. I bruised myself in the thigh against the table. I sent a chair heading, sorry, I sent a chair headlong. I stumbled and fell and whisked the cloth from the table in my fall. My candle rolled away from me and I snatched another as I rose. Abruptly, this was blown out as I swung it off the table by the wind of my sudden movement and immediately the two remaining candles followed. But there was light still in the room, a red light that streamed across the ceiling and staved off the shadows from from me the fire of course he could still i could still thrust my candle between the bars and relight it i turned to where the flames were still dancing between the glowing coals and splashed the splashing red reflections upon the furniture made two steps towards the grate and incontinently the flames dwindled and vanished The glow vanished, the reflections rushed together and disappeared, and as I thrust the candle between the bars, darkness closed upon me like the shutting of an eye, wrapped about me in a stifling embrace, sealed my vision, and crushed the last vestiges of self possession from my brain. And it was not only palpable darkness, but intolerable terror. The candle fell from my hands. I flung up my arms in a vain effort to thrust that ponderous blackness away from me, and lifting up my voice, screamed with all my might once, twice, thrice. Then I think—sorry—then uh, I think I must have staggered to my feet. I know I thought suddenly of the moonlit corridor, and with my head bowed, and my arms over my face, made a stumbling run for the door. "'but I had forgotten the exact position of the door, "'and I struck myself heavily against the corner of the bed. "'I staggered back, turned, and was either struck "'or struck myself against some other bulky furnishing. "'I have a vague memory of battering myself thus to and fro "'in the darkness, of a heavy blow at last upon my forehead, "'or a horrible sensation of falling that lasted an age, "'of my last frantic effort to keep my footing, "'and then I remembered no more. "'I opened my eyes in daylight.' My head was roughly bandaged, and the man with the withered hand was watching my face. I looked about me, trying to remember what had happened, and for a space I could not recollect. Sorry, and for a space I could not recollect. I rolled my eyes into the corner and saw the old woman, no longer abstract, no longer terrible, pouring out some drops of medicine from a little blue phial into a glass. Where am I? I said. I seem to remember you, and yet I cannot remember who you are. They told me then. And I heard of the haunted red room as one who hears a tale. We found you at dawn, she said, and there was blood on your forehead and lips. I wondered what I had even... Sorry, I wondered that I had ever disliked them. The three of them in the daylight seemed commonplace old folk enough. The man with the green shade and had his head bent as one who sleeps. Um, it was very slowly. I recovered the memory of my experience. You believe now said the old woman, the old man with the withered hand that the room is haunted. He spoke no longer as one who greets an intruder, but as one who, c- who condoles a friend. Yes. I said, the room is haunted and you have seen it and you have, uh, sorry. And you have seen it. And we who have been there all our lives have never set eyes upon it because we have never dared Tell us, is it truly the old Earl who... No, said I, it is not. I told you so, said the old lady with the glass in her hand. It is his poor young Countess who was frightened. It is not, I said. There is neither ghost of Earl nor ghost of Countess in that room. There is no ghost there at all, but, f- but worse, far worse, something impalpable. Well, they said, the worst of all the things that haunt poor mortal men, said I, and that is all... I'm sorry said I and that is in all its nakedness fear fear that will not have light nor sound that will not bear with reason that deafens and darkness and the d- dark sorry deaf deafens and darkens and overwhelms it followed me through the corridor it fought against me in the room I stopped abruptly there was an interval of silence my hand went up to my bandages the candles went out one after another and I fled then the man with the shade lifted his face sideways to me and spoke. "'That is it,' said he. "'I knew that was it, a powerful, sorry, a power of darkness. "'To put such a curse upon a home, it, it lurks there always. "'You can feel it even in the daytime, "'even of a bright summer's day in the hangings, "'in the curtains keeping behind you however you face about. "'In the dusk it creeps in the corridor and follows you "'so that you dare not turn.' It is even as you say. Fear itself is in that room, black fear. And there it will be as long as this house of sin endures. Okay. Well, that was not as good as some of the other ones I read. It was creepy. I'll be honest with you guys. I, uh, you know, they're talking about this room and the candlelights. So that was the creepiest part, obviously. But, um, okay. Well, that was The Red Room by H.G. Uh, Wells. So, um,. Oh, man, I hope I didn't fucking bomb you out of the book. Oh, and there's people showing up at the door at fucking 9.15 p.m. Probably they ordered a pizza or something. Anyways, glad that happened at the end of the story. But, I mean, I have enjoyed the other stories in this so far. But that's still, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I did get creeped out a bit there. And I had to keep fucking cracking jokes a little bit to uh, to keep the tension. I like scary stories, but they do fucking creep me out. Uh, and that was that was creepy. It just didn't have the, any. so what, it's like there's a house haunted by fear. Anyways, it's also from 18... you know, the, What is it, 1860s or something that it said? Uh, sorry, just pulling the page open here. I still fucking love this book. I just, you know, not every book of short stories, not all of them are going to be good. It was 1896. And it was read by me, so I probably fucked it up for you guys. But, hey, John Landis presents Haunted Houses. And as I said, John Landis was the writer and director of American Werewolf in London. That movie scared the fucking shit out of me as a kid. And it had the coolest and the most cutting edge at the time uh werewolf transformation that i've ever seen in a fucking movie um and it can it's impressive because if you guys have ever seen the thriller Michael Jackson thriller video John Landis directed that and that has Michael Jackson transform into you know like a werewolf in that thing and the transformation of that was pretty fucking impressive you know i got to tell you something what is
1: it i'm not i'm not like other guys
0: um and then that fucking, you know, the the, the transformation was pretty fucking badass. But, uh, yeah, man, that, that John Landis is badass for American Werewolf in London, and that thriller video is badass. So, again, all the, the zombies and everything in it, Michael Jackson's transformation into something crazy, right? Because they're at the horror movie, and then, you know, he goes, they got they got him transforming into a, a werewolf, or a cat. I always joke, he looks like a cat by the time he's done. But it was a really cool transformation, very creepy, what was going on. And then, of course, they're in the movie theater, and they're just watching a movie. literally, Quite literally, Michael Jackson eating popcorn in the thriller video is like the biggest meme when people are getting into fights on Facebook to use the Michael Jackson eating popcorn fucking meme or Jiff or whatever the hell you want to call it. So quite, quite literally, um, you know, super cool. And then, of course, you know, he walks her home and then he turns into a fucking zombie again as Vincent Price's voice comes over. Uh, Stupid, cool music video. One of the most iconic Halloween songs, or whatever. So John Landis presents haunted houses by, by my partners at DK. Um, super, super badass. The other stories are, are 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 some of them are really creepy. Like that one, I found like creepy in the middle, but I mean, it didn't it didn't scare me on the But they were also talking about like fucking literary horror stories, right? These are not like you know you're not gonna get the the grudge or paranormal activity that. But I mean, I'll be honest with you, the the I had to turn my fan off because it felt like it was getting colder and colder in here as I was reading. Uh, so creeps me out. Hey, and if you, if you guys dig horror and scary stuff, whatever, um, that's the one. So, um, happy, happy Halloween to you guys. I hope you, uh, have a fun way of doing it this year, uh, and be safe. Um, really, really looking forward to, to being a comic again for a little while. And of course, I'll reach out to you guys, you know, get an episode next week and we'll be able to, uh, to have some, uh, some fun, maybe share some Halloween stories. Let me know. Contact at one What you got going on, what you did, send me pictures you know, tag me in the pictures. If you guys put your, your family stuff up and, and do dress up and shit, just, uh, just just tag me at one man podcast on uh, Instagram. I would love to see what you guys got going on or from here from me, whatever. Until then, uh be safe, have fun and I will talk to you soon.